Good afternoon. I hope you all have had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I don't know about where you are right now, but in the ATL, it is storming. Things are falling. The sky is falling out. Internets are out. But guess what? We are here. So we want to welcome you to the autopsy of her healing, evolving resiliency. And we thank you all so much for joining us today. So I want to introduce you to my beautiful co-host, my sister, my friend. Hey, honey, how are you? Hey, honey, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? He's here. All right. Uh, honey, bunny. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm a guest today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, see, yeah, it's but I think it's been one of those Mondays. A lot of people forgot a lot of stuff today. And so, <laughs> so we want to tell you also, we have a guest today, and our guest is Miss Monica Harris, our other sister, our other friend, all the way from New Jersey joining us today. And so we are so happy you're in the house with us. Welcome, Monica. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for having me this Monday afternoon. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So we're going, to <laughs> we're going to jump right in. And so our topic today is going to be, give me that back. And the reason <laughs> why this is the topic today, because ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening, I want you to go back in your mind in the relationships that you've been in, kind of like how Betty White said, close your eyes for the very first time, you know, reminisce, right? <laughs> and think about the people that you have been in relationship with. And not necessarily, it doesn't have to all have been intimate relationships, but the truth is anytime you're in relationship with someone, intimacy is required. And that means even with your children, with your spouses, there's a level of intimacy when you work for somebody because you have to have something that keeps you engaged, right? But we're going to focus more on the relationships of, you know, intimacy with one another. And so I want you to think back on the people that if you were walking down the street, who would be the person that you would walk up to and say, give me that back? And I was saying, give me that bag. Do you know what I'm referring to, ladies? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I just are you, are you talking time or what, what, what are you asking for back in particular? Or what is it that you want back? What is it that you gave that you want back? Oh, okay. Right? It could and be a so, myriad of things. The, absolutely. It could be a plethora of things. It could, be your, it could be your time. It could be your money. It could be your cookie. It could be your, your piece, right? It could be your car. It could be your house. It's a matter of what is it that you gave away that you feel like you would love to just call somebody up or walk up to them, put your hand out in front of their face and say, give me that back. And when they go, what are you talking about? It's like, give me that back because you didn't deserve it then and your damn sure don't deserve it now. So I want it back. So what would that be? And, and ladies, you jump in whenever you're ready. Uh, for me, what? it would be with my, uh, oh, Monica, you were going? No, no, I'm listening because I, I want to make sure I answer. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, my, 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 little, my little first marriage... <laughs> I got a little this, this, this a running joke. 
<laughs> this is a running joke on the show. Uh, yeah. First marriage. Yes. Like, like, like being a little pregnant. <laughs> so I would, um, let me tell you, you know, it's funny that I'm somehow like the view is like my show ever. And Barbara Walters said something one day that she said she was standing in her doorway and she said hi, but she said she was trying to think like, where do I know him from? And then she realized that he was one of her ex-husbands. And um, I would say that would probably be me. <laughs> like, I, mean, I wouldn't know my ex-husband. you can't remember the ex-husband. <laughs> what the hell? We was married. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was like... I can honestly tell you if that 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 husband from my little marriage walked up on me now, I don't know what he looks like anymore. I love I mean, it. I mean, years ago, that, I mean, but as she said, I'm like, you know, if that man walked up on me right now, I wouldn't even know who he was. <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's funny, hilarious. So I'll be like, that time that I wasted, the time that I slept with you, I like, Ooh. I would want to <laughs> all that that. Especially I don't know who you are no more. <laughs> So, so, so you you feel you said the time I wasted, the time I spent with you, the sex I had with you was there, all of it. All was of there it. anything that you would let him keep? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> not, not, not to mention he was looking for me on Facebook like four years ago. So I'm looking for my wife. I was married to you for seven months. You must have lost your mind. I love him. <laughs> I, he, he did that dude. I didn't respond. I was like, yeah, okay. Oh, you know, that's funny as hell. I never see you again ever in life. Oh my god! I, I've always been. That that's why my divorce was really hard for me because I couldn't be done and never see him again in life because we share two children. But with I don't share no children with you. I've never had to see you ever again in life, and I've never seen that man ever again in life. Right. You, I'm not gonna talk to you on Facebook. Like you know, people are, when people say you can't get rid of him, I can show you how to get rid of somebody now. <laughs> Definitely. Well, you know, it's I, funny I, I, you said you said about having children, and I always say that is one of the things in my when I first moved to Atlanta, I was in my early 20s, and of course, I was I was trying to you know, I was trying to get it in. It, it was it was ATL. I was trying to get it in, and I remember my aunt saying to me, you know. She's she like she didn't like come out and say it because you know she's very you know pious and very you know polite and and you know church lady like and so she said to me she said you know you just want to be careful and I said of course I'm careful she goes no I really want you to be careful and think about who you're with and what you're doing she said because you know what the worst thing is is that you're with somebody that you're hanging out with and you have a baby with this person that you don't even like. Girl, that was like a, a lightning mm-hmm. bolt shot, right? I was like, ooh, gee, that was, that was like, that was the best like sex prevention ever because, right, when you have children with people, it is forever and a day. I don't care if I didn't even know your name. I am that's now. The, that is the worst for the that, rest that of my day. Yes. Yeah, it's the worst. And that's why I, I didn't stick with that ex-husband at that first little marriage. He was like, "Trying to like as little as I could get away with as long as I could." Like what? Because I know you're trying to get me pregnant. Like, oh, uh-uh, you got the wrong one over here. No, 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 no. I love how you no. call it 
Little marriage. That's what she calls it. This is what that's why that I said little marriage. It's a running <laughs> joke, right? How she, she minimizes it in so many, like if she could fold it up and keep packing it, she would just like that was something the kids did. You know that little, you know that little marriage the kids had. You remember. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, it was seven weeks. After seven weeks, I was out. Okay. Seven, seven weeks. weeks. I was like, I still go to the baby. And it was a wrap, okay? And it took yeah, me years. You knew I early. Married. I didn't get married again until I was 23. 10 years, okay? It took me to do it again. And I was scared. 33, the second marriage. The, the exactly. marriage. Okay. Okay. So, Monica. Well, when I say give me that back, ooh, I hate to say I have a lot, but I do. Okay. When I say give me that back, not all of my relationships have been bad. You know, I've had, you know, some, some great relationships. I've mm -hmm. had some, I, most of my relationships have been long relationships. Okay. When I say give me that back, sometimes I'm thinking about my youth. Um, oh. Sometimes I'm thinking about my energy. Sometimes I'm thinking about my, I'm a kind of, um, I'm like, a, sometimes I'm a, a girl of the 70s uh, in terms of just how I roll, who, who I hang with, you know, right. they, it could be from one extreme to the other. Right. And so um, that's my personality. And I've never uh, quieted my personality completely, but I've certainly hushed it. And now that I'm all grown up, mm -hmm. I sometimes say I want all of that back. Because when I see pictures of me and I remember what I thought and what was beautiful and what was interesting and my mm -hmm. travel and my dreams, a lot of those things didn't come back because you got to be in the right company. You're in charge of making your dreams come true. And it's also about who you partner with. Absolutely. So. I could say in my current relationship, sometimes I've been looking at him like, Shit, I wish I had my pretty bag. What? 20 years ago? What? And when I look at the relationship I had with my daughter's father, I, some days I'm like, I, that day that I said, hey, handsome, and I approached him as I do. Anything I see, I want. I, I ain't got any shame in my game, you know. So you I, went, you went, you went to him. He came, he came after, you came after him. Well, I wouldn't say came after, but I okay. saw him and made my made a little ladylike advance and kept, okay. it, kept okay. it like I didn't say anything where he was like, did she say something? Nah, she didn't say nothing. And then I laid back. I have a, I have a, a strategy, ladies. It's called. Okay. It's, it's called hit it and quit it, but you're not hitting it with what you're thinking, but make your we, get, we get it. We get it. And then it. you're out. You're yeah. out. So it's, it's, you're, in, you're on their mind. It's been working for years. I don't know how it would work today, but you know. It's a tap on the shoulder and then you it's disappear. Tap on the shoulder and then right. you, keep, you keep on moving. Right. And now he knows the chase is on. Now you do the rest. Right. Um, there are some there there are a myriad of things that I would take back if I could, but it's mostly my time, my youth, my energy, um, 
a lot of my dreams, I now know that you are your own dream maker. Nobody can do it for you. Right. I, I would have to say I had to learn that through trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, what your aunt- you know your dreams don't have an expiration date. That's true. Well, your dreams don't have an expiration date, but your body will tell you, oh no, that ship has sailed, my darling. <laughs> your body has a way of tell, telling you that that's no longer going to happen. Mm. So <laughs> elaborate, elaborate on that. Elaborate I, right there. I would, have had, I would have had another child had the relationships been had I been in a married situation I would mm-hmm. have had another child I wasn't willing to do that again Understood. of my daughter I didn't want her to think mm-hmm. who in any way shape or form so it was my decision not to have understood other children so you know after a while your body just your body your mind your spirit is a it's a wrap we can't do that anymore so right. That's what I mean by that. But okay, yes, I hear you. Yeah, I got that. There are some dreams that do not have an expiration date. You are yeah. right. I totally agree with you there, Stephanie. So, because yeah, I wanted to have a child too, but I knew that was going to happen. I saw what, what I was up against. I'm like, you know, no. mm-hmm. <laughs> see, yeah. I just I wanted three children. I always think about my 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 baby Savoy that never came. I have a name for my third child. Hmm. And Savoy just never made it, you know, because I was not going to bring another baby into a marriage that was breaking. It wasn't broke, but it was breaking. Mm-hmm. So I, I hear you on that. And it's important to be honest with yourself in terms of what's going on mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. at the time. Because a lot of women, they just pretend it's not happening. Oh, my darling, it's happening. Yeah. And so there'll be two or three broken souls instead of just right. the two or the one that you actually escape with. So right. that's, that's a sign of maturity. Mm-hmm. That's very like, true. This is not. And so, so be cute in three years. So, so you ladies have said, okay, you know, you wanted to have the, another child and you have your reasons for not. And so look at me, my situation was, I had a child at 29, my first natural born child at 29. Um, And of course you all know that I inherit a beautiful gift with purchase when I married. So I I had a child who I always say I felt like prepared me for motherhood, right? Um, So I had a child, we, were married for, I don't even know how many years. I, I don't, some, somewhere in there, and this is, I'm gonna say this as a kind of a pin drop for me. I, I, I have learned to realize that when things happen to me that are traumatic, yet I behaved and operated in it as if it was not, mm-hmm. I cannot remember details. I identify that about myself because there are things that I, I, there are things that have happened and I know I can go, like I can remember what, what color it was, what it smelled like, what it felt like, what, but yet there are details in my life that are things that I cannot pinpoint. I can't detail it, right? But nonetheless, 
So we were married. We had a child. We had, well, we had two children now at this point. We had two children. We had a, as I always love to say, a great marriage when it was great. But when it was bad, it was oh so bad. Like many times the bad really did outweigh the good right but yet continued in marriage we got divorced and remarried because we still loved each other and also because I wanted to have another child and I have always said about myself that there could only be one daddy there could not be multiple daddies And I always say to people, this is not a judgment call on anybody. That's just Iris D.H. Owens. I felt that my children should deserve to have one or the two parents that they have. And that I never wanted it to be a situation where you have multiple children with multiple people. And then one father is great and they're coming through and they're doing all the things that they need to do. And then you have another father who may come, may not come, or the father who just, he null and void. You don't even know where he is. You can't even pinpoint him. For me, that's a hard thing to explain to a child while you say, well, your daddy, well, his daddy's coming to get her daddy coming to get her. And you, your daddy never comes to get you. It's enough when you don't know who your father is or where your father is. And then it's a whole nother thing when you are in a space where everybody else can identify their father and you can't. So that was my reasoning behind seriously about there could only be one daddy. So moving on, we divorced and then we remarried and we had another child. And then we divorced again. (laughs) But yet. (laughs) Everybody got one daddy. (laughs) Everybody got one daddy. (laughs) You only got one daddy at the wedding. (laughs) Only one daddy at the wedding. (laughs) One daddy at the debutante ball. One daddy at graduation. One daddy at graduation. (laughs) For all graduations. You don't have to... (laughs) And one and one daddy on the obituary. And one daddy on the <laughs> We won't have to say, talk about no other daddies when you go except no. one. <laughs> None of those people's names are to be mentioned. What we my, I have discussed before. Oh, I told my family when I when I expire on that obituary, on that celebration of life. No daddies on there. There on, only one name will be there. And that is if, if that <laughs> you don't need to drop nobody else's name. I would only do it for meanness. I would just do it. <laughs> like, you know what? <laughs> this is black and white. <laughs> what? Checkmate. <laughs> I <laughs> That's why I would do it. I'm no. dead and I won. You can't win against a dead woman, baby. Yeah, well, this is true. This is true. This is true. But for me, it was, you know, 
I think so many times we do, we put on or we take on sometimes more than we can an- actually handle. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm being, you know, I'm being facetious. <laughs> exactly. Most of the time. Sometimes we take on more than we can handle because we've, and we've discussed this before, how we, we encounter another human being and we encounter that human being and we are attracted to, of course, it's always the physical first. You know, if people say, oh, I didn't, don't, don't lie. You are mm-hmm. always attracted to the physical. As long as you have sight, that is always the first thing your brain processes. Absolutely, absolutely. Unless you, unless you happen to be somewhere and you, this person walked in and a fragrance came with this person and some aroma just caught your attention, and then you turned around and you're like, oh my God. But either way, it's still the sight, right? Unless you're Helen Keller. Unless you're Helen Keller. And, right, you know. right. Or Ray Charles, where you squeeze and wrist, you know, unless you squeeze at the wrist to make sure. The wrist stays small. <laughs> that rest can be meaty, but not the wrist. <laughs> so, so we take. Okay. You know? <laughs> We take on people and we take on projects. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because, right? As you said, Monica, you have dreams. You know, from the time we are children, we have these dreams and these visions of where we see ourselves and who we see ourselves as most importantly, and then how we see our lives playing out. Now, we all, we all know as children, your life definitely, the things you have dreamed of or envisioned may not always come to pass, but some form of what you are, you've envisioned or dreamed about yourself, you know, should be able to come to pass. And yet there are times that we meet someone in life and then we're like, oh, you are going to come on this journey with me, like you and me. We're going to live this life and we're going to dance this dance, right? And in, the, <laughs> and in the beginning, you are like, man, you working it up. You're like, man, I love dancing with you. Man, this the slow <laughs> dance, the, the, the bump, the bump dance, whatever it is. I love this dance with you. And then in one of those dances, they spin you out and release. So you waiting for the retraction and they don't. So now you over here spinning by yourself. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not defending them. I do not defend them. But yes. I think a lot of times we don't ask enough questions. Oh, We're definitely. For the dance and it looking like my dream. Because I've had my dreams. I don't know if I shared them all with him. But right. I, okay, this is my dream and this got to right. happen this time. And I'm going to take you up because you got some arms, legs, and some hearts right. and a brain. You can make a certain amount. And I'm going to drop you right here in my dream. Right. Not have told you all the particulars. And let's go. Right. And he, the, all of those dreams may not be his dreams, you know? Right. right. So, um, and, you know, I don't, I, I have to, you know, my current partner is 16 years older than me. So he has children. So Right. 
and Zoe just happened to, you know, be there when when he when he came, like you know, like really be there, and he just picked up the ball and kept it moving. But right, and I never in my beautiful youth even thought about. So what? This is what I want, and and so um, I think sometimes we don't ask enough questions um, or consider where other people are in their life. Maybe right. I twelve yeah, we, kids, well, right? You know, we don't, we, don't, we don't listen enough either. We don't right. listen. We listen enough, and, and so, we and we don't meet people where they are. We meet people where we want them to oh, be. Absolutely. Nope, that's, and I think exactly. that's people where we want them to be. Yes, absolutely. But, but Monica, one yes. thing I do want to say, because I have heard you say this several times in our conversations. And so I want to, I want to be the voice of reason to say to you, you're, the, the beauty of you has not gone anywhere. Exactly. Beauty, your beauty is not, and I, and I, I, you may be saying it jokingly, I don't mm -hmm. know. But I want, always always re I, I want you to always remember that your beauty is not lost. It has not, not gone anywhere. Your beauty has been enhanced because that is the one great thing about being a woman. The older we get, the better we get. And I don't mean that in just looks. I mean that in mind, purpose, sense, spirit, soul, because we become more in tune to even the things we didn't know that we didn't know. Exactly. And we, work, right. and, and we work harder and we do what we're doing right here is share with one another to help somebody else along the way mm -hmm. so that someone else, the, the, the sisters behind us, the young ladies behind us are not always having to feel like I got to figure this thing out all by myself because you don't. And guess what? You won't. Help, <laughs> help you get the lessons a little bit earlier than we got them. Right. Absolutely. And I stand corrected. I, I think when I'm thinking beauty, I'm really thinking youth. Yes. When we have youth, we, we think we have more time and mm -hmm. we just can't imagine another time. Now I'm, you know, looking right. at the other side of life, remembering a time when I was younger. And, right. Um, so um, that's what I say. That's what I say when I mean. Right beauty but right. but you are right you are right there yes. I don't care to be again you know and you and you know our grandmothers used to say well old people say uh youth is wasted on the young and you uh -huh. know and yep. now you know I, understand, I understand why they said because just Ooh, you, as Will Smith once said when you're young you are the smartest dumbest person I have ever met it's so true it's so true so you, know, you just have to go through. You do. That man yeah, that, you do. Loved, that you thought was so wonderful, nobody could have talked you down from him. Nobody. Had to nobody. go. Nobody. And yeah. your loved ones had to watch. Yes. Awful thing go down. And sometimes we went back. Yep. I, I have Zoe as a result of going back. Right. Right. So, some things you have to learn on your own. And when you, you do. it, you do not revisit it again because right. you got it now. Right. Sometimes we need summer school. <laughs> Listen, that's true. I had, a, uh -huh. I had a cousin who went to summer school every year of her life. See? 
up to senior <laughs> year and, and to the point of where senior year she was like i need to go to summer school they're like there ain't no summer school for a senior are you serious that, that's not a oh, oh you thought i was playing oh, oh, I'm serious. <laughs> Lord, I, mercy. I am not playing oh please. i am not playing i hope she never hears this this broadcast oh, because no, if you went to summer school in high school for your senior year, you know that shoe. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're, you're the common denominator right there. <laughs> but you know, I, I want to get back to what we were talking about, about age. Yes. And it's funny because with me, um, when I was born, my mom who raised me, she was 42. So, you know, and I didn't have my first baby till I was 36. And I had my second baby at 38. So I, I, this age with me, age is like, this is like my aunt. She just celebrated her 92nd birthday. She's still running around. She's just driving. She's teaching, you know, um, Sunday school. So that's my vision. You know, so I look at myself, I'm 56. I'll be 57 in July. And I'm like, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna get married again, you know, and I'll probably stay married to this, my new husband, long enough I was married to my second husband <laughs> and I had 21 years with him but I think right. I could get a good you know maybe 30 years in with my next husband because Amen. I don't look at it I, I just look like you know what'd you say Monica I'm gonna get it in because I could get it another 30 years with oh, my new God. husband oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> speak that into existence I, I mean I feel like that because it's like my my cutoff date because I love, like, when I was growing up, I still do. I love Diana Ross. I even did a whole paper on her when I was in college. And I never forget when she had her two boys, her last two. And mm -hmm. she was 45 when she had one and 46 when she had the other. Mm -hmm. And I made that my cutoff date. I said, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go up to that date, uh, that age to have children. And I just happened to have them at, you know, 36 and 38. Right. But, 46 was my cutoff age okay and then as I get older 50 was my cutoff age you know because I knew people was having babies in their 50 you know our 50 49 50 you know so you're, you're still to me very young that's how I look at it you know I don't feel like okay so what I'm 56 and I own that age gladly own that age so do and I. it doesn't mean you know, I'm so happy and I know you could still have a whole, I guess when I look at my aunts and all that they do, my other aunt just passed away in January, she was 101. And, you know, most of them are like late nineties. My mother passed away a little bit earlier. She was 92. Um, but it's like, still, can you imagine? And they're still living on their own, still taking care of themselves and all this stuff. So I just, that's how I look at it, to be honest with you. I, to me, we're well, still young. Okay. Like, I can see they start maybe when they turn like 80 81 but my aunt that just turned 92 she hasn't slowed down yet she is on the move always you can't even keep up with her and they also drive my other aunt's gonna be 97 in july our birthdays are two days apart and she still drives and everything yeah see That's loud. my grandmother lived until she was 94 and on her 90th birthday she had on a, a dress that was sheer in the back mm -hmm. and she had her sheer blue stockings same color mm -hmm. shoes, and she and she calls that party her wedding i will never forget it you mm -hmm. know 
my wedding and I danced down the aisle. And when she finished that part and she said, okay, I think now 90 is old. I'm probably old now. Oh. And her, but to her, yes, mother raised me. So, you know, high school and do all of the things you got to do when you've got a young woman in your house. She, she right. was on it. She was on it. She was on it. She and my, she and my mother did like a tag team. But I have to say, mm-hmm. she was youthful. She wore culottes, you know, bathing suits. And she really did teach me how to, um, how to live. Yes. You know, exactly. how to live. Yes. Have boyfriends who sit by mm-hmm. all the time and whatever. So there's definitely a to do it. When I was 90 years old, my one aunt, her boyfriend was 29. What? Oh, that's another show. Hold up. Okay, I'm gonna I wish one. I had had the chance to meet you. I wish I had. Wait. Oh, and, and, and let me tell you, like, I to have a conversation with your aunt who had a. You twenty nine. by like this, she's. I, I think she was still driving, but sometimes she was driving. But my aunt, my mother would take her to the doctor. My mother was younger than her. And when she and the doctor said, "Oh, she's fine," and all this kind of stuff, and she just be, you know, moving along and doing her thing. But then when she would get to her house, my mother would say she told my mother blow the horn, and he she blow the horn, her boyfriend come down. All of a sudden, she said, "Oh, I don't feel so good. You gotta pick me up." And he would pick her up. <laughs> I can't. And was so funny. I love oh, it. And she I can't. Like, when she started getting older, and they did have, she did have to start living um, in a, uh, not a facility, but she lived in this lady's house, because all my other aunts, they're older too, so they could just really take care of her like that. Right. But however, when she would come, and like, she'd just be there, be quiet, you know, because she was, you know, she's like 98 at the time. Long story, mm-hmm. so as soon as you start talking about a man, she, like she got all the conversation, because she loved men, but uh-huh. she was a very independent woman. I mean... Let me tell you, she had this one boyfriend. And my, my my family did not like him. Oh, all this little scandal about him, because she owned um, she owned rental. And now, when you became her boyfriend, you could stay upstairs in the big house. She had these little houses. They stay in the big mm-hmm. house. And he was in the big house, and he was they were dating for about maybe about ten years. For some reason, I don't know what happened, but he could no longer pay his rent. I just want to be clear. No, no, before the twenty nine year old. This boyfriend was the This guy was he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't age appropriate either. He's probably like 30 years younger than her, also, but he wasn't the 29-year-old. But, but let me tell you, when this man for some reason could no longer pay his rent, even though he didn't live in the place, but it was still his place. When he could no longer pay his rent, she kicked him to the curb. And then my family's like, oh, oh, he's homeless now. I was like, that's not my problem. He still got paid his rent. You know what I mean? And she was no soap. I remember when she grabbed my husband, she said, oh, I need you to take me over to pick up my rent. And I said, he said, she went and got her rent from all her places. She was no joke. Okay. Okay. I but just want y'all to know that's going to be me. So when y'all see me go through, when you see me roll through with a 29 year old, I don't want no eyes. I don't want no gas. I don't want nothing. Y'all just be like, girl, you doing the doggone thing. Leave me alone. <laughs> right. 
Honey, she just took off her hot pants and her halter top. She's 86 years old. You said hot pants and hot pants. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Hot pants and tank tops at 86. She was 86. Because she never had no babies. When she had no babies, so her breasts, she always say her breasts are set up because she never had no kids, honey. And she said, nice shape. She, my aunt, she, she was she her, her nickname was Totsy. My Totsy was the bomb. Man, I wish I had had the opportunity to meet Aunt Totsy. Lord help, she could have gave me some lessons. I um really quickly um before when I moved to this part of the country, I lived with my Aunt Marie who lived in the Bronx. Iris, I feel like you met Aunt Marie. I think so. yes, I did. And Aunt Marie. Her father, just to give you an idea, her father was from Spain and her mother was a black woman, you know, Southern black woman. And she mm-hmm. was beautiful on all accounts. She never had any children. Mm-hmm. This woman I knew to have an open marriage. Mm. Go on, Aunt Marie. She had her own, she lived in her own home and her male <laughs> And on Saturdays when I was living with her, she would cook crab breakfasts or or um, salmon croquettes and we would put them in the car with the foil paper in the box by then I was young and you know I was young woman I'm right out of college and I would drop off the the breakfasts and get her change she used to say if hello you- Mayor Deal how are you you shouldn't be broke, darling. I'm good, thank you. Um, and all of her men would give her an allowance. Did I stutter? So when uh-huh. she to be, and she was beautiful. She was she, beauty was her business. She wore a waist cincher. Her boobs were up to here. She was the first woman I knew to get manicures and pedicures. Oh, okay. Yes, I have. Oh, I will get well, you some. I have the questions, and I will get those questions to you. We didn't, you know, we yes, were, sir, absolutely. I'm sorry. I thought someone had reached out to you. And so she would, um, okay. Those things. And when she really got older, okay. all of this, no, we, we have you and we have you on there and we are, Aunt has all of this money. and what's, what's your email, Mayor Dale, please? Um, kind of the biz, the, the beauty business. She said, uh-huh. never say, oh, your legs uh-huh. Or this looks good, but they're always noticing that you keep uh-huh. yourself. That's very important. Okay, I will or get those. Keep um, yourself up. up to you, and yes, they know that very you are that kind of. And Miss, yeah, you don't. Okay, thank you. I appreciate I, it. Thank I have you so six much. Others, Monica. This is very interesting. They like they like a woman who keeps themselves up. Yeah, and that's important. They respect her for that. They like that. Mm-hmm. They find that sexy. So. She taught they me they really a bunch of things, but she walked with weights. Like long before Black women were really exercising, she was doing all of that. She was like a movie star in terms of how she saw her because she understood the power of what she looked like and how to work her show. And I well, I think, you know, I think that we don't get applauded. Like I, I see women that, you know, just for some reason, they don't like the fact that you keep yourself together and have something to say about it. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, why are you still no. wearing five inches? Because they I can. Do, and no, they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know I get that. Even not necessarily from my, but I know my girlfriend's mother, I never forget she said to me one day, 
She's always say, "Oh, call me Miss Fancy Fancy." Well, that's what the lady, my my bank manager, calls me. Oh, here, Miss Fancy Fancy. I'm like, whatever. But my girlfriend's mother once she, my girlfriend had a a party for her one of her babies, and I came and I had flat shoes on, and she just gave, oh. I knew you weren't going to be able to keep it with them fancy, fancy, nasty, you and those flats. You got to chase the baby, whatever. I said, well, we are at a park. Why would I be wearing five-inch heels here? But I I see how she grilled about the fact that so she didn't think that I was fancy, fancy now. And got kids now. Well, it's interesting. You know what I realized? Because when women see you, the women who go to you and say, oh, well, here comes the princess. Or here comes yes. the queen. Or here comes, mm -hmm. or what does she have on today, right? And so I have learned, you know what? Those are your exactly. issues, not mine. You made me the princess. You made me the queen. So true. You made me your adversary. And guess what? Mm -hmm. I am not mm -hmm. competing with you. I, I have no reason to compete. I know that's right. Right? So, but you somehow have drummed it up in your mind and your heart and soul and spirit that I am some threat or so or and I'm competing with you and I'm not because the only person I need to compete with is the person I look at in the mirror every day. I don't even, wouldn't even call it. I, I hear you. You are something that they are not. They, they couldn't even dream of it. They don't even think that way. So when they see it, they really wish they could be it. But most, I mean, a woman that says, oh, what is she wearing today? And all oh, you have on flats. Poor thing. Yeah. The way you present, they can't, yes. they don't think of presenting that way. They don't, their lives aren't, they don't see themselves that way. They don't love themselves that way. They are not important to themselves that way. Mm -hmm. So when you see something, mm -hmm. you, you recognize it immediately, you know. Mm -hmm. So but that, that's what that's about. Well, that's a, but that's a good point. You know, it's, it's interesting because. Oh, wait, the other thing where's Miss Thing? What's the thing? Oh, yeah, where's Miss Thing? Yeah. Being called Miss Thing is not cute. It no, that's never been cute. It's never, that's it's never called. a compliment. Right. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. when, because, uh, who was, it? oh, I remember in, um, in the show, the college show, uh, Hillman. The one that your baby yeah, was with in? Yeah, yes. With Whitley and Dwayne. And remember when Patty oh, yeah. played the played Dwayne's mother? And she was like, oh, no, Miss uh -huh. Thing. She was always Miss Thing because she really did not take to her. She did not like her. And she exactly. just really felt like this little stuck-up thing over here, mm -hmm. I can't. And I can't, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not even certain what it is that my son sees in you, but Miss Thing. So wow. yeah, it, it is not a compliment, but it I is very interesting when we get to that point in our lives. And that's why this topic today is about give me that back. And so I feel many times like when we get to that point where we seem like we're angry at everything and everybody, where who are those people that you need to go back and get your stuff from? You know, it was like, mm -hmm. it, remember in the play that, you know, um, the rainbow is not for uh, well, rainbow. You want to say that for for um, oh, my stuff. Black, black girls who commit uh, who consider or commit suicide, and that that line in there where she says somebody almost walked off with all my stuff. And many times that's how I feel about women that I encounter. And I'm not talking black women. I'm not talking. About, I'm talking women in general. Somebody mm -hmm. you allowed somebody to take 
all of you or pieces of you, put it in a bag, throw that mug over their shoulder, and you let them walk out the door with it. Mm -hmm. And now you mad. Mm -hmm. You better go get it. That's right. You exactly. better go get it. It's interesting what you said. Is, um, yesterday, I, I normally cook a little Sunday dinner. And I said, you know what? Bump these people in here. I put on my little cute outfit, whatever, right. whatever, something with a shoulder out, lips, That's right. mask, I had a glass of something, I had a nice salad, then I went to the grocery store, because I was like, I'm not giving them my whole day, I'm going to do something nice for myself. That's important. That's it, very important. And when I came back, I was better. They were happy. I took a nice shower and went to bed and I didn't iron those scrubs. I normally iron the scrubs, but I was sick. You can't <laughs> give people all your stuff. It's a decision, but as women, we think we yes. have to give it all, all in our stuff. Mother, yeah. no. You keep something, you gotta keep something for yourself. I ain't gonna be good today. How about that? Just not right. gonna do it today. Right. Not gonna mm -hmm. do it. I, I will say, I have learned that I think the one time in life or the only time in life where you give all of yourself and even, even there is a line for that where you have to say, hey, I got to pull back on this is motherhood. Exactly. I agree 100%. Because right? that's the only place you don't have, you have no control over. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. Keep talking. Good business. No, okay to the world you gotta like take care of them but what i realized too i minimize myself for people for men relationships i would no longer move in any relationship minimize myself this is who i am this is what i like you know you still i mean if you want to eat at mcdonald's i don't eat at mcdonald's yeah i like it is lunches sir and right but i'm not trying to do you know at this age in my life then it'll make you feel oh, bad. Absolutely. Oh, it's still the same. Absolutely. We will take care of that. That is not a problem. Thank you for letting me know. Okay. Thank you. I'll see you later. Because they're not there, but want to make you feel bad for wherever you are in your life. You know, I was saying this guy, he kept talking about my car. Why you got to drive that car? Because it's my car. You didn't buy it. You didn't pay for it. What are you worrying about? What kind of car? He kept saying, oh, you need to get rid of that car. If you going to, you know, because I was driving Lyft, I could have raised money for my divorce. Oh, if you right. drive Lyft, you need to get rid of that car. You need to do this. Right. Man, shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. He, he, wanted, he wanted to minimize you. Exactly. He wanted to minimize me. Why, oh, why you like that? Because how I dress. If you don't right. like how I dress, then guess what? Did we, you know, you know, I don't right. like that. But they do. They right. try to, first, like sometimes they're attracted to you because you look like that. Then they're going to get you. They want to try to bring you down. You oh. know, oh, why you do all that? Oh. Why I got to be so-so? Why I got to oh. be this? Why isn't it? Oh, don't go there about the, you were attracted to the loud laughter. You were attracted to the head thrown back and the neck laughing at it. And then after we get together, um, excuse me, you are too loud. Uh, excuse me? Did you just say I was too loud? Well, guess you just what? Talk about that. Loud. You loud. Watch, you have not seen or heard loud. I love it. Because baby, now, like Jennifer, like Jennifer Lewis say, when she cross her legs and be like, go sit down. 
go sit down because now you have gone to a place that you are not going to like what comes out of this mouth, right? Yeah. I remember mm -hmm. having someone say to That's me, right. like, you know, most of us, of course, when you get older, most of us, the furniture in your home is paid for, but the furniture in your home <laughs> is representative of who you are. So whatever your style exactly. is, that's what's in your house, right? I had someone that's, say to me, well, if you need to move, like how much did you pay for that sofa anyway? Maybe you should just get rid of it because you weren't about finding a place where your sofa could fit. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> did you buy any piece of furniture in this here place? Did you did you bring anything? Matter of fact, what did you bring when you came through the door? Even if you did, I'm not getting rid of anything I don't want to get rid of. What? Yeah. And so. And three paragraph. That's it. What are you talking about? Yeah. Because you want to tell somebody else that their, their needs or their wants or their, 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 their stuff is, something's wrong with that. Like. Why do you have to have that? Because it's mine. It's mine. Hello. The same way you have what you have. And it and when when I couldn't, mm -hmm. because I realized when talking to this person, so this person said to me that they had, and when they lived in their apartment, well, when they lived in their home for 20 something years, uh, and they were married at the time, for 20 something years, they never had a living room set. Mm. And I thought, now, you know, most people would be like, so? He uh -uh. was running things. The woman was not running things. <laughs> you better say that thing again, because baby, you know, you know, in our house, every room got something and has a purpose. Yes, it does. 50 rooms in our house. Unless we, unless we meditate or do yoga. And even if that, there is a mat. There is a, 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 you know, something to, to worship to. There's something to, something. to sit in. It's something. We have no empty rooms, right? Nope. And so. Not black women. Not black women. No. Nope. So when, when he said that, I said, well, what do you mean you never had a living room set? He said there was no need for that. Mm -mm. Oh, oh, okay. I said, so where did you entertain? But this person had a wife and three daughters. Mm. He was the boss, baby. He was the boss. And I thought to myself, man, that's insanity. And sometimes we don't even understand those things that we look at as minute really turn into major, major things. Mm -hmm. When someone starts to do those little things to you, you know, like, oh, you're laughing too loud. Oh, mm -hmm. why, why did you call them baby? When I met you, fool, I called you baby. Mm. I, I addressed you as baby. I addressed you as sweetheart. I addressed you as honey. I address other people as sweetheart, as honey, as baby. And the truth be told, I don't remember damn people's names. <laughs> so how about let me have my, my, my baby, my sweetheart, and my honeys because I may not remember someone's but, name, but I do know who they are, right? Exactly, and so it's amazing to me how, exactly. how people come into your life and then all of a sudden they, they try to make these minor adjustments as if I needed adjusting. 
Well, yeah. when we talk about baby, I call Barack Obama. I used to call him my boyfriend. Everybody knew that was my boyfriend. If I said my boyfriend, you know, I'm talking about Barack Obama. I'm on the phone and, you know, Barack runs up the steps. I said, oh, shucks. Now look at him. Ooh, but George comes downstairs in his robe all tight. <clears throat> you love Barack Obama so much. He can pay the mortgage. I said, baby. If Barack Obama was my boyfriend, we wouldn't be living here and trust and believe he'd be handling all of the mortgages all over the world. Go sit down. I was so mad at him, girl. What? Seats. <laughs> oh, damn. Damn. You jealous of Barack Obama? If Barack Obama was in my orbit. I could see. I could see. Right, right. But he is not even within your reach. Just talk about Barack Obama. Then I really was like, whoa, go Barack. I'm going to give you a reason. Your ass. I was so mad. Now that's what you're mad about something that's silly. Now, you, come on. That was a silly argument. Yeah, oh yeah. my God. But, but, but that's where it starts, though, because you say to yourself, wait a minute, you used to love my jokes. You love when I would do this, that, and the other. Or, or better yet, you know who I am. So you know when I'm playing, you know when I'm serious about something, right? But so I would put him for Barack Obama. And I'm just, <laughs> I will quit. I'm out. Don't ask me nothing. Y'all don't hear from me no more. I'm out. <laughs> That is so, that is so funny. Quit him for Barack Obama. Okay. I, I understand. I understand. Because listen, all Barack got to do is walk into a room. All Barack got to do is open his mouth. And you're and like. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, hey, but Michelle got him, honey. He ain't going nowhere. She he ain't going, going nowhere. There. He is going he nowhere. Love. He loves his Michelle. He does. That's one of the things we love about him. Exactly. He loves and respects her. And yeah, because he could have found some dirt on him, honey. They would have slandered him every which way they could with, with other women. And he had to convince her to marry him, you know. He loved his son Michelle. She knew who she was and he knew too. Yes, absolutely. He knew too, but I will say this. When I saw him give that only in America could I be doing this speech at the Democratic Convention, mm -hmm. I said, oh, Lord, if his wife hair ain't nappy like mine, ooh, I'm going to be, oh, I'm going to be hot. If she white, now I'm going to be hot. I'm just saying. Right. I saw her, she had hips and lips and dips like mine. Yes, yeah, she was like, Yay! <laughs> Yeah. I was I was nervous. Like, really? If he married yeah, was no sorry, that, that's just me. about who she was. She was a black woman. She was yeah. black for real. Not I, like, I, I feel the same way though. Is she black? Is she not like all the basketball wives? Yeah. Not like all the basketball wives, all the football wives. They that's all look like they swirly. They all swirly. Yeah. <laughs> now that would be a topic I'd like to ask you ladies. What is going yeah, on? She, she's, she's not swirly. She's not swirly. No, you don't have to get. Monica, what was your question? You said you had a question. I said, 
at another time, I'd like to get your, you ladies, your thoughts on what is going on and what has gone on with black men and them not picking us. Pick mm. Self-hate. Self-hate. Well, I know, uh, yes, yeah, self-hate. Um, it's now hurtful to me, you know, it, it, it's kind of like, um, black women, we are single mothers. Most mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, we have times where we're single mothers, right? Hard. We own our homes. We may own a vacation home. We send our kids to school. We're doing all of this work a lot of times without a partner. And then I look at look up and you over here and nobody loves the black man like we love him we understand exactly struggles we we get it yes but you're picking her why mm -hmm. are you picking her why is it that we it's are a novelty for i i find it hurtful now now that i'm yeah it's, it's definitely a novelty though i mean it's something that they know the black woman. They know a black woman. They know their black mothers, their black sisters, their black that's, female that's cousins. What, what and it's like, I already know this. I want to see what's over here because this becomes a novelty to me. No. I mean, not, it's, I hear, it I mean, my brother, my cousin. Now, my family is very mixed. Huh? I don't think it's a novelty. I, I have heard, you know, we because of course this conversation comes up all the time, right? And mm -hmm. And for some, because I, re, you know, as Monica said, it was very hurtful. The first black man that I heard say that was Wesley Snipes. Mm -hmm. From that point on, I had a, a totally different mm -hmm. level of respect for Wesley Snipes, right? What did Wesley Snipes say? Wesley yeah. Snipes said that he did not date black women because we had too much attitude. And he, you know, so he was with uh, a, a woman of some uh, Asian mm -hmm. descent. Asian, Asian. Yeah, yeah. Asian descent. And so. Well, a black woman one time, he has a black son with a black woman, but. Okay. Yeah, but, but that is what. Yeah, but, but wait, let's go back though. You have a black mother, right? Mm -hmm. Your mother is black, right? Mm -hmm. Your mm -hmm. grandmother is probably black. Because mm -hmm. from your complexion, I can tell, my brother, mm -hmm. there ain't no mixing nothing. You, you, are, you are the beautiful blue black, right? That could be part of his problem too. But so you, you went, so you come from a mother who's black, you have a grandmother, your family is black, and then you turn around yeah. and, and denounce, you That's denounce true. us. You denounce black women in your life because we have too much attitude brother if you grew up in a black house in a house with a black mama your whole life was attitude because without her attitude you wouldn't be where you are today you need so don't give me that about it's about an attitude so you rather put us to the side because we have too many attitudes we have too much drama we have too much this we have too much that you know it's interesting because my daughter and I have had many conversations because I told my daughter, I have never, and I still am not, I'm so confused by the whole women, Kardashian women, Kardashian women, mm -hmm. and all these African-American men. And so my daughter says, 
but they're not white. Mm. Okay. They're Armenian. Okay. <laughs> exactly, but it's not black. <laughs> but 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 if 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 I was standing on a street corner in climate next to a, a Kardashian woman, I'm black. Mm-hmm. She's not. Mm-hmm. No matter what she is, she's not. Exactly. She, she's checking white. Believe me. She's right. She's checking white, white in her yes. box. Yes. Right. Or she you're checking other. Behind. She bought my ass. I'm just saying. She bought my. Yeah, okay. I mean, you told the truth. <laughs> you told the truth. What? <laughs> you see my face? Do you I, see I'm, my just, face? I'm just trying okay. to make it plain. And her hair might be in cornrows. She bought my body. But she living as a white woman. And every ball player and 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 rapper, it just as much money as he can possibly. Right. I, listen, I get that to the mom. The mama is a marketing damn genius. What, she, what hey, you say? What, what you say? What? You you made a you somebody got you in a sex movie. Watch Mama work her magic. Right. Whereas we would be like, come on, baby, let me take you to church. We are gonna pray on this, and we can right. Put the boot in the Lord have mercy. Right. That Mama said, "How can I make a dollar?" Right. She said, "Her in their family, everything is how can I spin it? How can I spin it so it can it can garner us money, right? But yet." You don't see that as a as, as a as a as a black person or as a black male. You don't see that as as manipulative, but it's manipulative if we do it. Or but he's already been manipulated. He's already in the machine. You know, when my mother was had problems with it. White young white women were very promiscuous in junior high school. They were doing things that little black girls yes. wouldn't even dream of doing. And uh, they were doing things with black boys, the it's football true. players, under the bleachers. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they're doing this in the 70s and the 80s, mm-hmm. having oral sex with boys. Mm-hmm. These are things that little black girls, we said that was nasty. We would, right. What we thought would happen. Right. Uh, we didn't do that. So right. they're doing that in the eighth grade. So imagine what they're doing by college. So we locked out just because they're so sexually promiscuous. Uh-huh. Then, you know, 10 years later, they, they, they're married to the president. You know, that's just the beauty of white power for them. Um, you know, and that's, that is, that's real talk. They'll, they'll do things sober that, won't, that we won't do drunk. But, but some of that starts though in our that some of that starts in our own community though, you know. But absolutely. Because I, I can clearly remember, you know, my best friend and I, we have been friends since fourth grade. So we've been friends a long time, right? And so I remember back in the day, she and I standing at a corner waiting for the light to change, you know, brothers walk up behind us. Yo, baby, what's up? I turn around. No, not you, the light-skinned one. And and, and see, oh, I and so I come from the school of, I said, listen, I don't really care whether you 
are interested in her. But for you to have to come over here and make a distinction about, no, not you, the light-skinned one, guess what? She's not going to talk to you either. Because you, you, if, if I was insecure, you would create a rift between <laughs> us that, you know, would be a problem. And this is how we hurt one another. And yeah. it's okay. It's not okay. No, it's not okay. Not okay. You keep, you keep judging people or putting people in places that they had no control over. But yeah. when you mm -hmm. do have control over it, you have to be so, oh, so careful what you do with it. So it, it comes back to just going back to people and saying, you know what? You didn't deserve that. You mm -hmm. didn't deserve me. You didn't mm -hmm. know what you held in your hands. You had mm -hmm. not a clue. And you, and you didn't take care of it, you know? But then the other side is that is that I gave it to you willingly. Mm -hmm. I gave of myself to you willingly. Now, sometimes, unbeknownst to me, I don't know that you that there's an imposter syndrome going on. <laughs> right. You don't have all the information. Exactly. We have to learn how to ask more questions. We have to investigate. And, and you know, someone said you should be, you should hang out with people for at least a whole, you know, the whole four seasons. And I thought, that's a really good idea, right? Sure. That's a really good idea. But I will say, and some may disagree with me, I don't think that you ever know a person. I don't care how long you oh, have been I don't no, you care never. how much you have been with a person and how much they have told you. People tell you what they want you to know. And people Hello? tell you what they know will keep you in their, in their vice, right? Oh. And, and as, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, you know, we were we were raised like Monica was just talking about what what black little girls were not going to do to this day, what some black grown women will not do versus other women who will do. And we're like, absolutely, I'm not going to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. But it comes down to. You know, it's. It. <sighs> It's a, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to say it comes down to, huh? As huh? you try to find the words. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, but it still comes down to that. I, I give of myself to you. You give of yourself what you think. But I also think we teach young girls. We teach women. We were all taught it. I want I want and someone and, and ladies, if you're gonna get mad, then you're gonna just be mad. If you if you a pearl clutcher, go ahead and clutch, start choking now. Because mm -hmm. what I'm gonna okay. say is that, <laughs> what I'm gonna say is that, you know, we teach women, we were taught, you know, the this cookie, right? Your cookie, your punani, your purse, your vajayjay, whatever you want to call it, is gold. Okay. It is, but I want you to understand that from male to female type relationships, we could hold on to this cookie for a year. We could hold on to it for five years and there will be, there will be that person, that cookie monster who hangs out with you, who says, I'm fine. I will wait 
If you say you're not ready, I'm gonna wait for you, right? And then you're like, oh my God, he is so here for me. He really respects me and he loves me. And he da 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 da. And so then you make up your mind. I'm going to break you off a piece of this Kit Kat bar. And you give him, you break that thing in half and you give him half of the Kit Kat bar. You hold on to the other half of the Kit Kat bar. And guess what? He ghosts you. He don't never come back. What does that tell you? I ain't been what does that tell you? Long like that, I wouldn't know. But I, what I do know about my cookie, my cookie is my cookie to do what I want to do with my cookie. Right. I went to school in the eighties. Okay, we had the birth control pill. Right. We were sexually free, so I know yes. what to do. What I want to do with my right. The only person I ain't giving my cookie to like that is if I really like you. I'm not gonna. Do- break you off because I want to hang out with you because I like you. Right. This is what men don't know. We already know if you're going to get some cookie. It's just when you... I think women know that. (laughs) Come on. But they act like they don't know that. They really be believing that. Yo, I I got Oh, I'm going to give him some cookie. If he act like an a-hole, then he can't get no cookie. But we've already... He can mess it up where he's cooking. Oh, absolutely. Listen, I mean, you, I mean, get the a conversation or whatever when y'all deal dealing. You like, right. oh man, I can get him some cookie by the conversation. It's like you never gonna get my cookie. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I always say the best example of of game running game was in uh, which movie was it? Eddie Murphy's Boomerang. Oh, Boomerang. And, and he's all in, and yes. she's like, smooches, and she uh-huh. coat on and leaves him in that room, and he's like, he has the sheets up to his neck, like, oh, my God, I feel so used. I feel so dirty. I feel, yes. That and when women I didn't hear you, Steph. What'd you say? I said, then he left the money on the nightstand, the $300. Yeah, oh, that's right. She sure did. She sure did. <laughs> she sure that's did. right. And then. Rolled up into the fetal position. Yeah. After the when he. I when feel dirty. And then <laughs> I feel talked it. about the experience with Grace Jones's character. And he was like, I cannot believe that you would talk about what happened between you and I. But is that not what you all do to us all the time? But we have the power. Let we me, just don't use me, that power. Let me tell you guys something funny with that movie and me. When I was giving birth to my daughter, who I was pushing for three hours and 45 minutes, my friend did not want to come out. Bless your heart. At one point, they put the bar across my bed and said for me to stand up and like push down. And I was imagining Grace Jones in that movie when she gave birth to the baby bottle. That yes. was my scrunchie, <laughs> scrunchie. So I, I was like, I'm Grace Jones. I'm in the movie, and I'm gonna push this baby out. <laughs> That'll work. Let me 
tell you, my doctor came. He was like, get that thing out of here before, <laughs> before you hurt. Oh, my God. They still had to use the vacuum. To- that's, that's my, that's my boy story, honey. That was your inspiration. <laughs> Not the strong J. God, that is crazy. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I have thoroughly enjoyed this moment with y'all. And uh, I just, I, it has just always been my dream. My vision is that women always have this opportunity. Because there are times we I'm sorry, I was just gonna say there are just times in life when we we feel so alone. Like we feel like we're the only one going through whatever we're going through. We feel like no one understands what we're going through. Or better yet, we feel like we can't tell anybody what we're going through, you know? And 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 that is the biggest, probably one of the biggest challenges for women where we feel either ashamed of what has happened to us or what we found, what situations we found ourselves in, or we're so entrapped and entangled that we don't even have the ability to process what it looks like not being in that situation, or we're afraid, which is true, very true, that could happen. Mm -hmm. But it's so important that we talk um, you know, Monica, Steph, you, I'm sure you've heard me say this so many times. Let me talk out loud so I can hear myself think. Yeah. Because it is those moments that sometimes when you're alone by yourselves, when your face is on the floor, when you praying to God, when you crying and you thinking, I have no more tears. I have no more tears, right? But you're hurt. You're hurt physically, emotionally, spiritually, just broken. And we just think that we don't have any place to go. You should always have somebody, somebody, some woman in your life other than your mother, right? And if it happens to be your mother, then great. But if you, if it's not your mother, you should still always have somebody in your life that you could talk to and know that if you went to that person's house with your eye blackened, with your face beaten, your tooth knocked out, that person would not just look at you or slam the door or not open the door that that person's going to open that door, bring you inside, clean you up, nurse you, take care of you. If you need to go to a hospital. Absolutely. And then she's going to ask you, baby, what happened? Mm-hmm. Or in my mother's case, baby, put the shovel in the trunk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I was getting there too. Right. <laughs> I was getting there too, Mo. And listen, I have I have been known to threaten people. But nowadays I do it up front. So if I meet the new boyfriend, you know, I tell him, I say, listen, I just want you to know. Look me in the eye. Cause when you see this storm cloud coming, you will not be surprised. Don't do yeah. nothing crazy, and then we won't have to do nothing crazy back. I know that's right. I tell you straight up, don't ever, like ever, ever, ever put your hands on me because we will have a problem. And yeah. it won't be mine, it'll be yours. 
I do not play that, you know, yeah. even though verbal abuse could be just as bad. I'm not playing that either. But when somebody, I, just, I mean, not that I like, got the sense that you were going to do that because I was physically abused by my father. No, nah. no. Nah. Yeah. I, I had to take it from him to a certain point, but I would never take it from anybody else. That man used to just beat me for sport. I was mm. a little, you know, and so I would never, no, 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 not. Well, ever. one day we're going to have a whole conversation about how did I get here and getting mm-hmm. into abusive, mm-hmm. con- abusive relationships. I would like yeah. to piggyback on um, all, all go through changes. Yeah. I'd like to p- piggyback about something you, you ladies both said, and it is, uh, and maybe we can cover it at another time, but I'd like to talk about mental health. Absolutely. Um, while, you know, taking a walk and yoga, blah, boom, blah, boom, blah, boom, at yeah. this age where we are, sometimes you need a little pill. Yeah. I, I walked into my doctor's office mm-hmm. one day, a woman, she might mm-hmm. be about six, seven years older than me. And she just looked at me and she, she just started writing. She said, I want you to take one of these every day and you're going to come back in three months and we're going to reevaluate. But she mm-hmm. so well, mm-hmm. have my same, whatever that thing is. And she, yes. and so I was just lucky that my doctor is kind of like a friend and she just, she said, no, I don't want to hear shit about it. Right. Probably seasonal or situational. She said, it's depression and I can see it. I see loss. I see the look on your face, the affect, everything. And I was never happier. I didn't even tell anybody. Right. When you say you could be alone in a place and nobody would know. Y'all would be yes. like, Monica, 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 what? So um, I, I think that is so important. Absolutely. Uh, at, oh, this, at this I jump. I depression. I agree with you. I definitely do. It's so real. That, yeah. You, yeah. Stephanie. And I'm like, it's like, I'm, I talk about it now like it was a cold. Like if I had a cold, I was like, well, I had a cold. If I broke my arm, so, you know, it's right. one of those things not always in alignment. Right. And it right. should be it's a so- thing to, it should be a thing to talk about. Like you said, like you have a cold, because the truth is this human body, nobody knows what, like the brain, you know, they like, yeah, you do brain surgery very gingerly right but nobody knows the how the human mind works they have been trying to study it for years and you cannot you don't know the psyche you really don't but it can be broken it can be lost it can be it can be erupted it can do so many things and then it could turn around and heal itself and come right on back by the fact that our our minds have the ability to block things out that have happened to us, and then we just people say, "You remember?" Yes. No, I don't. That's your mind. That's your mind protection. Absolutely. That's just your mind. So you don't need this. This is not going to do you any good. So I'm going to put it in this box. That's right. You heard from again because right. it's not going to help you on the exactly. rest. Of it. Right. Put it in a box. Absolutely. So, so. thank you, ladies. I really appreciate. That. thank you we're so happy you joined us today (laughs) definitely Steph do you have anything you wanted to add anything you wanted to say Monica anything you want to say 
I said mine. Okay. Steph? Well, it's been like, it's been a pleasure having you as our guest, Monica, and you definitely, definitely have to come back. You know, there's so many things out there that we need to share as women because, you know, you're just, our voice is missing, you know, for a lot of women, you know, and to know, like, let them know that you're not alone. You're not the only person that has gone through this or that is going through this. You know, right. there are other people that's going through it. And, you know, it's time not to be a coward anymore that you have to share. Mm -hmm. We do ourselves a disservice when we don't share yeah. the things that we have gone through and how we got over or we got under are the things that we're still going through. You know, because as long as you're on this earth, you're forever growing and learning. We don't know everything, you know. And then, like you said, Iris, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And so we have to still open our minds. I would never be a person personally saying, oh, I'm, I'm 56. I've been here, you know, over half a century and I know everything. I still don't know. I, I don't know half of nothing. There's still right. so much to learn. Right. And as long as you have that spirit about you, that's the youthfulness about it. Yeah. You know, that you have the eyes of a child like, ooh, I, I want to learn something new. Tell me something I don't know. Come back and bring them to me, you know, and then you do the same. And that's how you're able to help one another. Because the more secrets we keep, the more things happen to us, you know, yes, all different absolutely. you know, the secrets really do kill you, you know, and the people that, I mean, some people, like you even said, I, you know, because we are open people and some people have really problems with that, but that's your own problem. Right. Because you're hiding behind all these secrets. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I just, yeah, that, it's nothing healthy about that. You know, we pay for that with all the other things that come from it. You know, our health issues, all these things by. Oh, definitely. It's the pretense is, isn't, and all this nonsense. You know, it, it, it's, it's sad, you know, and it doesn't make sense. And we don't have to be like that. But, you know, even through all the conversation, and things that are out there for women, you will still have those women. The same as those women, like, I never tell you about how old I am. It's like, are you, what's wrong with you? That, that's so weird to me. You know, that just goes, that, that right there just tells you so much about that individual. Yeah. Because how could you deny your age, deny all the things that you have learned? You know, like Monica, I say, we're like, our life is like weaving a quilt. And it starts weaving the first day when you first come out of your parent, yeah. out of your mother. Yes. And weaving it so if you 50 talking about you 45 what happened to those five years no how about when you done know, told the story so long you can't remember what age you really are <laughs> oh, oh, my yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> we can't you yeah, like my, my mother i mean she remember my mother like it's funny because she goes what did you say monica i said i tell my mother you and i both can't be 56 <laughs> You can get 56 if you want it. That's your business. But 50, I'm like, well, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I don't color my hair. That's something that we, she, I'd made a choice. I was like, I'm not coloring. First of all, I don't have enough hair to keep. And I'm like, I think my gray is sexy. What? I put on my look. I'm sexy. Absolutely. Until the young man calls me, ma'am, can I? I'm like, <laughs> I want you to see. No, I'm calling no ma'am. Call me no ma'am. Ma'am. I'm with you with the gray. I like my natural, but I I I've been I fall in love with the blonde hair, but it's not to cover my gray. 
It's just to, I like the blonde, you know. Yeah, no, no. I'm, but see, I'm, but you have hair. You have hair. Like uh, Monica and I, we don't have hair like that. So I, I, would, I, I well, well, when I was in college, I wore my hair like you guys. I, yeah. you know, and my hair was just like, you, but when I cut it all off last summer, you said how short it was. It's just growing back in now. But um, and but I do love the fact that all of us have natural hair. Because oh, one yeah. of my things is that, like I always say, when we were growing up, there weren't there weren't that many black women on television, but they all had their own distinctive look. Yes. Now. The white girls, Spanish girls, they all got the same hairstyle. They all want the same wig, wig. It's like, really? Where do we lose all of that? Oh, my because God. That's a whole That's a whole another conversation. Yes. That's, probably, that's, a, that's probably a four-part series. It is. It is. Learning that's to love yourself. Like, I mean, I'm not saying, but it's like you have just gone overboard. Yes. Yes. We go to the point that people like at certain ages, they don't even know how to do their own hair. Oh yeah, and that's what happened to us. I just think a lot we fell off. A lot of us we just fell off. When I see those housewives with those crazy wigs, I'm like, you were doing such a poor job in represent. represent oh, that's I'm it. Mortified. Yeah, of representing black women, white women, Asian women, poor women, oh. rich women, just women in general, and it's nonsense. But I don't really care about the white women. It is. But, they, but it looks like caricatures of black women. Yeah. So, like, if somebody, yeah. if white boy was to make it up, yes, that's what it would look like with the. Well, we funny. We were talking about that the other yeah. day about Wendy Williams, and I said, of all the people that talks about other people's lives, like, honey, you need to start with the girl in the mirror mm -hmm. for real. Mm -hmm. Start with the woman in the mirror, and then work your way back. Okay, you know. Yeah. But nonetheless. Sure. I want to say thank you all so much. This has been amazing, awesome. I love you all so much. And this was awesome. I hope we get an opportunity to do it again. <laughs> so, it was really beautiful. I hope you all enjoyed the rest of your week. So just, um, we're going to say goodbye, bid one another adieu. And um, thank you all so much. Appreciate you. Thank love you, ladies. I really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Oh, you're welcome, Monica. It was wonderful having you. I can't wait to see you soon. I know. I yeah, normally... It was nice. I, it, it, 